Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy Award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So, listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey, this is Pam Perry. Well, welcome for joining me today for Get Out There and Get Known podcast. We have an exciting guest today, Sonia Aileen. So let me just tell you a little bit about her. I have waited for so long to do this interview. She wrote um, the book called Kick Ass at Work. She's also a podcaster of Business First with Sonia Aileen. But let me tell you a little bit about her to give her her formal bio. There are no secrets to success, but there are formulas and storytelling is the most effective communication formula to strengthening your business, improving sales and gaining customer loyalty. All great brands are effective storytellers. It is the process that she has used to develop engaging communications for broadly diverse internal and external audiences. You can visit her at Words, Images, and Magic. But a little bit about her. She's also the author of I Kick Ass at Work, The Strategy for Career Professionals, which was published by Hunter Publishing last year. Uh, the first journal of its kind, it was developed to help women gain better insight and perspective about how they perform at their job and to help them better detail their accomplishments at work as they happen. It's a wonderful tool. If you don't have it, you need to get it. She's also an editor and she's interviewed top business leaders, including Oprah Winfrey and other major icons. As a press secretary, she also has secured significant and unprecedented amount of content placement for major media outlets for the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, New York Daily News, New York Post, Cranes, New York, Village Voice, ABC, NBC, and the like. She's also the co-author of Good Is Not Enough and Other Unwritten Rules for Minority Professionals. That was by Penguin Books in 2008. And she was nominated for an NAACP Image Award. She is also a contributor for Tips in Life by Marie Shiver, Maria Shiver, which I think I have that book, and also a founding editorial for the Women of Power Summit. She was the founding editorial director for that, and she created and designed the content for the event for, get this, a decade. She is also a member of Black Women of Influence and Invitation-Only Professional Women's Group. Ah, okay. I just joined a Black Door, uh, Black Door Society, so that's an invitation-only group too, as well. And a former advisory board member of California Women's Conference, one of the largest women's conference in the country. So she has just given you a little, I've given you like a little snippet of who she is, but she is way so much more. So with that, I welcome Sonia Aileen. Hey, how are hey, you? <laughs> I'm so excited to finally be here. We've been I dancing know. around a date, but I'm glad we were able to settle on one. Thank you for, for um, <laughs> keeping me in mind and, and staying in touch. I really oh appreciate it. Well, you know, the whole pandemic thing, the book came out in 2020, right? It's like, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, who would have thought, you know, you who would have thought you were going to do this and that and readings and so, I mean, you know, so, but I got the book and I loved it. I gave it to my daughter who actually works in corporate America. She works for oh, Mark Advertising good. and she loves it because one of the things is when she got the book, she was working somewhere else and uh, at a digital marketing agency. And wow. she got the book, she was using it and she was journaling in it. And then it really kind of came apparent that, hey, it's time for a promotion. And so basically she used that those tools and she did get a promotion. She promoted Aww. herself to another position in another company where she went from like a strategist to a, an account executive. At an oh, wow. Congratulations. That makes me feel good. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like, there was nothing like that. There was nothing like that that was on the market. So I appreciate that is for just doing that. And it was oh. in her vernacular. You know what I'm saying? It was in her vernacular. It was the style of her because it was very, uh, do you have a copy of it? You can show the cover. Oh, was, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Always have to have a copy, right? <laughs> yeah. Was, you know, because it has that that look that that someone like, in their 20s, early 30s were really, really like it's big print on the inside. It had these quotes and all that kind of stuff. So anyways, it's available right, on Amazon. People don't have time to read. Um, a lot of us don't because we're, we're, we're belabored with things that we're dealing with at work. We don't want to spend a lot of time reading. So it was really intentional to make this easily accessible um, so that people can grasp and then do the work that they need to do to advance in, mm -hmm. in there. In their and it works. And, and I'm a yeah. testimony of my daughter that it did work. It did Very work. Good. Yeah, that is so, so tell us a little bit because the show is called Get Out There and Get Known. So for you've been on both sides. You've worked at uh, BE Black Enterprise. You've also worked as a press secretary. You've seen in between the the main thing that for anything that you do is storytelling. So tell yeah. us about storytelling to you and why storytelling is your career, why you love it so much? Uh, storytelling, I think it began as, as a kid that I was just always curious or um, even nosy. Um, I'd like to know stories. I like to know how things began. And I was genuine, genuinely interested. And so that's why interviewing and, and becoming a writer was, um, was a passion of mine because I really was genuinely interested in how people, how their journeys went. Mm -hmm. And so, um, um, so it, it served me, I think, coming from, so first of all, I have a lot of respect for publicists. It is a thankless job. Ooh, I, didn't, right, right. I didn't realize how thankless it was until I got on, on that side. Um, <laughs> but I, I took all of my tools from storytelling. And so it helped me because I knew the frustrations um, and, and how uh, reporters and editors operated. And so I was able to use my expertise from that side to be able to pitch. Um, and I, I was able to make it easy for people too, because I gave them the story. I gave them, you know, I, I would be really clear about who I was pitching and then I would give them suggestions for stories and make it really easy for them um, to accept, to, to, to be able to access these, um, have access to these stories. And so um, storytelling is really important because it's how people um, relate to information. It's yeah. just a natural way in terms of how they relate to information. And so I was talking to someone about, um, you know, election campaign slogans, and we were talking about, uh, you know, yes, we can, right? And, and so 
in 2008 when, when President Barack Obama, at that time, um, he was running for office, but how powerful that slogan was because it meant so many things to so many people and it was something that involved everyone. Yeah. And yeah. so even, you know, when we look at social media and you see pictures of everybody, you know, everybody, you know, the selfie is, is, is what everybody's indulging in. It's because, you know, they like, people like to see a reflection of themselves. Like the studies on why people do self selfies show that people like to see reflections of themselves. And yeah. so when you are telling a story or selling a product, um, you have to be able to sell it so that people can see themselves in the product. Um, so they can tell their story through the product. And so, um, you know, through my company, Storytellers, I've developed these themes, these storytelling themes. And so, um, and there are nine of them. But, and, and what, I, what I have found is that most people will, will find themselves fitting into one of those nine themes. And so if it's inspiration or aspiration or um, information for that, those are, those are three of the themes. It's the story that you're able to tell through that in your company. Right. So if you're telling an inspirational story, an inspirational story is saying that, you know, I can do better. I can see myself in a better place. An aspirational story or an aspira aspirational brand is a brand that's saying you can get to a better place. You can elevate to another level. And if it's information, right, if your brand is about information, it, it's somebody connecting with that and going like, this is my source for getting all that I need getting all the right information that I need. And so I say all of that to say that stories are woven through whether we know it or not. And I, and I think even as, as people of color, you know, it, it was how we were raised. It was how we learned our stories. It was how, you know, I, I come from the Caribbean. It was how my grandmother gave us lessons and even scolded us, you know, scolded us <laughs> with stories. And, um, but those stories are what you remember. And so even if you don't remember the scolding or even if you don't remember, um, you know, the, them dictating certain information to you, um, my cousins and I can still laugh at the stories. Like those are the things that we remember. Those are the things that stay with us. And so one of the things I, I like to say to clients is that all great brands are great, are great storytellers. When you look at Dove Soap and um, Peloton, for instance, and um, Starbucks, right? That's coffee, mm -hmm. uh, soap, <laughs> and an exercise bike. Like three really, really basic products. But these basic products created a narrative and they've become some of the biggest brands in those three basic areas. And so um, what I'd like to say to individuals, right? Even like mm -hmm. your daughter, your daughter is now developing a narrative, right? Mm -hmm. That is going to sell her in her company and, and help advance her if she's, if she's skilled and aware and clear about what her narrative is, then it's an easier track to be able to advance. And it's the same thing with businesses. When you're clear about your narrative, when you're clear about the value that you're bringing, right? Because when, you, when you're able to execute a great story, it means that you're, you're able to be really clear about the value that you're gonna provide. And so when you can be really clear about those things, then you can advance your business, you can advance your brand, you can advance your career. And that's something I had a, um, a thing yesterday 
where uh, I was talking with uh, my branding accelerators. And one of the things I told them, I said, on anything that you're going to do, clarity is number one. You cannot influence, you cannot sell, you cannot share if you don't have clarity. And so clarity is number one. And what I like what you said, Sonia, was that uh, you help people when you were in the role of like the press secretary, when you were doing the outreach to journalists, because you were basically uh, in the media before, is that you made it so that it was easy for the journalists to grab hold of the story, digest the story, and to make sure that it's it's published, that it's printed, that it's televised. And because of that, that's why they like dealing with you. You didn't give them something that wasn't news. You didn't give them something that was fluff. You gave them something that they can use right away because you understood their deadline. So speak to a little bit about people who are pitching the media, say they're pitching Black Enterprise, or they're pitching themselves as a story, a subdramatic expert, or they're pitching themselves as a speaker for uh, the Women of Power Summit. What is it that the main things that the editors are really looking for? And um, give us some examples if you can. Well, what's important for people to know when they're pitching is to know the brand or the, the outlet or the establishment that you are pitching. Um, so I can't tell you how many times in the 14 years that I was at Black Enterprise, you know, I got pitches for poetry. We're a business, we're, you know, at, the, at that point, we were business publications before we expanded into all of these other areas. And so, um, so those pitches are discarded, like almost immediately, um, because it's, it's what that says to an editor or someone who's an event planner is that, you know, you haven't even done the, the basics of just researching and understanding who we are. Mm-hmm. And so the other thing is, so, you know, even if you know we're, we're a business publication or if you know that this is a woman's event or if you know that, um, you know, this is a political um, publication, uh, you, you have to know who, who is responsible for what in that in that uh, organization as well. So it's really important for you to do the research. And today it's really easy because you can find everyone on LinkedIn. You can, um, and even if you're not sure, uh, you know, most people will appreciate, you know, asking, you know, I, you know I, I'd like to be able to pitch someone, um, this is what I do, you know, what's the protocol for your organization? Who's the best person? you know, I should reach out to. Um, And then the minute you get a name, which is great today, you can Google that name and then you can see who they are. You can, you know, you you can see what capacity that they are in and then you can write your note or your story um, or your pitch directly to that person. Uh, You have to remember too, that the people are inundated, people in in the media are inundated. Everybody thinks that they, they have a story that should be the lead story Everyone thinks that they should be speaking at a conference. Everyone thinks that they should be the person, um, the lead, the, the keynote person at a at a conference. Um, but you have to know what the goal is of a particular issue, right? Of a particular conference. And so, even if it's a, if it's a general conference, um, the themes might be different. So you know that it's a business conference, but the themes might be like getting back on your feet or reinventing yourself. And so you have to also understand what the themes are for whatever you're pitching so that you can pitch directly 
um, to that. The other thing is, uh, and I learned this from a really good friend of mine who works at another outlet, another major outlet, um, and I, it has worked for me as well. If you don't receive what you think you should have gotten, so a lot of times with conferences, right? Sometimes, you know, if you are called, if, if, if a conference is next week and you are called today, it's probably because somebody fell out, right? It's, it's, it's probably because someone dropped out of the conference. And so sometimes it's really hard. Your ego won't allow you to take that position because it's like, you know, I wasn't top of mind. I wasn't the first person they thought of. And so how dare they call me a week before a conference to think that I can um, fill in. But the opportunity to be able to sit and share your expertise, you don't know who else may see you in that position, which could provide another opportunity and a bigger opportunity for you to, um, to showcase who you are. So I personally believe from a spiritual standpoint that every opportunity is, if it comes to you, then it's for you. And so, you know, sometimes in, particularly in media, and, and I know you know from publicity, there are a lot of egos around, around this business. And it's because, it's because of the, it's the type of work, it's, 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 the, it's the type of showcasing you can get, it's how people feel about how people are in, the media, or if you're if you're seen on a cover, or if you're seen on a panel, um, all of that you know adds to who people think you are. And so, you know, the egos I understand, but um, the, the the biggest piece of being successful in any area of business sometimes, and I would say most times, is to put the ego aside and look for the opportunity and take the opportunities as as they come. I believe there are no accidents in the universe. And so if something shows up for you, it may not seem, it may not have come in the, in the pretty bow that you would have expected it to come, but it came for a reason. And it may be, the reason might be that you just need to do it and showcase who you are. I love that. I love that. That is so true, Sonia, because one of the main things that people are stuck on, I call it ego marketing. And you were talking about the psychology of the selfies and people like to see themselves. That is one of the things that I have really spoken a lot about, about, hey there, Dr. Sujay is here. So you probably know Dr. Susan Johnson Cook. Uh, she's joined us from LinkedIn. So I always talk about ego marketing, that ego marketing doesn't really move the matter. The, the the needle. It doesn't really help your audience. It doesn't help your target audience. It doesn't help you with sales. Ego marketing is that dopamine that you see yourself in social media and it's just like, oh, okay, I got pictures of myself. And I always tell people, I said, we do need good brand photos, but it's more than just the ego. So I like that. I want to go into a little bit of digging deep into your bio a little bit because it said one of the things it said that you interviewed uh, Oprah Winfrey. So tell us a little bit what that was like, because was that when she was on the cover or 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 when that was? Yeah, she was named uh, Business of the Year. Her, her, her carpo was named Business of the Year. And um, I was fortunate to be chosen because there were a few people at the company who wanted to interview her. And so the, um, the managing editor at the time um, had given the assignment to me. And uh, it was interesting because I wasn't supposed to actually see her. She had another, she had a previous engagement and uh, we were supposed to just talk on the phone. And uh, I had gotten the call that the engagement, that something, she, I think she, she'd become ill, um, not seriously ill, but too ill to travel for the engagement. And so her handler said, um, you can come on to Chicago and interview Oprah. And so 
it was um, it was a great interview. I, I call it the first uh, business interview because it was it was the it was when she really talked about her mistakes and um, how she fixed them. She talked a lot about ego. She had said that all of the um, any of the mistakes that she had made in business were driven by ego. Um, if she didn't listen to her spirit, and if she listened to ego instead of spirit, and um, and so she she gave me three hours of her time in her office, and it was um, it was a great learning experience. There are a lot of things that she said during that time that I still um, apply to my life, like the ego um, uh, stories that I'm I'm talking about now, or, or or how we can allow our ego to to run off and and um, and make decisions that end up hurting us in the long run. And so, um, and yeah, she ended up being the cover and it's, yeah, it's one of the highlights for, for my journalistic career. Um, and for, for a number of reasons, because of who she is, um, because of all the lessons that I learned and, uh, and all the business advice that she was able to give to our readers. So it was, um, yeah, it was a great experience. <laughs> Someone said, where can I see that interview? Uh, I oh, you know, might still be online on, um, on Black Enterprise on Black on the Black Enterprise website. I think you can still access. Um, I'm such a magazine hog. I have that issue. Wow. Have you know, I don't have that issue. You Is don't? that crazy? Oh, yes, I don't have that issue. Well, that so, was before um, she started. Oh, so there were a few magazines yeah. that did as a cover. Essence was one, and you guys was one. And then yeah. her was like business, talking about her business. So her business. I remember having that issue. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't think I, I, fact, I know I don't have. There are a couple of, of favorite issues that I have from even my Black Elegance days before I'd gotten to Black Enterprise. That's something to do with elegance. spring cleaning and the wrong things were thrown out and, um, you know, it kind of is is what it is. I have the memories. <laughs> I have the memories and I have the information. And you have the digital, the digital version. Is the digital version on the site? On Black the digital version is on the site because I took two quotes from um, that interview and they are in the book. Okay. They okay. are in my um, I Kick Ass at Work. So okay. a lot of the, the, um, the so if I talk about I Kick Ass at Work, that book was created as an inspiring strategy journal. Mm -hmm. And so I took quotes from everyone that I had interviewed over the years that talked about what you can personally do to advance your career. So the whole the whole purpose of the journal is you can you can blame the isms, racism, sexism, ageism on on a lot of things. They exist, they have existed, they are going to continue to exist. But I wanted to give young women a tool so that they could um, feel like they were in charge of their own lives in spite of all of the things that that can be challenges. And so all of the quotes in that book, including two from Oprah, um, focus on you, you know how your thoughts and your actions uh, will drive your success. I did not realize that. I saw the quotes in it. And those were the things that I really liked about was were the quotes. So the things that I that I saw, I didn't realize they were from interviews that you have done. So you have repurposed the content in so many different ways. Uh, tell us a little bit you know, as we wind down about words, images, and magic, and some of the things that you're focusing on now, and then how you're serving people today. Wow. So words, images, and magic started 
um, with a colleague of mine from, from Black Enterprise, and we would just talk about, we were always fascinated by stories because we were creating them together. I, as an editorial director, she was a graphic designer. And so we collaborated on a lot of stories. And so um, I'm words, she's images, and together we make magic for our clients. And, you know, last, in 2019, we decided, you know, why don't we just put our talents together and start this business? And so what we realized is that for small businesses, particularly, they were, you know, what, and what we believe spiritually is that everyone who is inspired to start something is inspired because they are going to change something for someone. They're gonna provide a service. They're gonna offer something that, um, that only they can do. Like only that they were inspired, they were given the downloads so that they could bring this forth. And we all know the energy and the excitement around starting a business. But what happens is when the realities hit, right? When you've got to make payroll and when you've got to find talent and when you're getting supplies, you know, I, I was at a, um, a first year anniversary for a woman who maxed out 12. She didn't get any PPP money. You know, she didn't get any, um, any, any, any of this, um, money from the government. And so she maxed out 12 credit cards um, to make this dream come true. And she talked about, you know, the, the awnings coming down and not having enough, you know, food and not having enough supplies. And, and so the pressure of that dims, right, the dream of what you think this can be. And so what we wanted to do is to create systems for people so that they could continue to be consistent in, in their operations. Because now when you're, when, you're, when you're thinking about all the details and you're forgetting about why you started the business, now your customers are getting, they're getting inconsistent services. And so what we do is we take people through where they understand what the theme is of their business, what I was talking about earlier. What, what's the theme for your business? And now that we know what the theme for your business, now we're going to create, um, operational procedures for your business. So, so we, what we talk about is we create, we help you create your story, but what's more important is we help you operationalize your story so that every time your customers have an encounter with you, whether it's at your store, online, on social media, it will be consistent. Because what I know from dealing with small businesses is you can have a great experience with the owner and then come back the following week and a cousin is there or a relative is there or a volunteer is there and have a very different um, experience. And so whatever narrative the owner is selling, everybody involved with their business has to be able to sell that same, that same narrative. And so, and we've also created a, we'll have that, a second book. So after we go through the work with you, we give you this manual. So we customize the manual for you and you can use this as a training tool or an onboarding tool, or just a, a memory, right? This is, this is you, you document everything about your business in here. And so that helps you be con consistent about how you deliver and how you stand out in the marketplace. I love that. That's like a, um, that's like a franchise, you know, it's like you're franchising that, that whole experience. And so if you're a McDonald's owner operator, right, they're going to give you the manual so that it is from from owner operator to the down to the employee down to 
you know, it's it's all there. All the messaging is the same. You're you're imparting the vision to them. And that's how you do that. So I love that. That is that is unique. I'll share a story with you. Um, there's a restaurant that, so I live in Brooklyn. There's a restaurant in Harlem that is one of my favorite restaurants. And I've traveled from Brooklyn to Harlem and, in, 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 you know, when the traffic is good, it's still about an hour ride. Um, I brought my mom there. I've brought, you know, friends there, other family members there because the service and the food is that great. So when I started my business, I had my first business meeting there and the service was horrible. And so I had five people with me um, who kept joking about who chose this restaurant, whose idea was it for us to go to this restaurant again. And so that was the day that the owner wasn't there. Every other time I had gone, he happened to have been there. And so I had this, this wonderful experience that I wanted to share with new clients. And so Five people accompanied me to a meeting who will probably never, ever, ever go back to that restaurant again because the service was so bad because the owner wasn't wasn't there. And so that's why it's really important for, um, you know, and, and I had a conversation with him about, you know, how he trains his staff and what, um, you know, what he does. And because, again, because we're running so fast and because we're doing things so quickly, a lot of times we don't train the people who are working for us. Um, we train them in in the um, like the tactical work, right? So I, if, if you're a server, you have to, you know, greet clients, you have to pick up, you know, their plates, you have to bring their, their dishes to them. But your server should understand why your restaurant exists, yeah. like why you're different. And, you know, things like great customer service is relative, unless you have a plan for what great customer service looks like everybody says they have great customer service, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean anything if you don't have parameters around or you don't have certain operational procedures that distinguish your customer service from everybody else's. That's and it. so that's that's all part of developing developing your story. I love that. That That is the, uh, the secret sauce in what you do. You know, you're using your uh, background and skills and storytelling and journalism and business from working with uh, BE for, for so long. And then also just in media in general and understanding that mindset. You started out saying that you love doing what you do because you're nosy, but you kind of meant like you're curious and curiosity is one of the things, one of, one of the main things of what a journalist needs to know because it's like, you want to know the why. Okay, good customer service. Why? What distinguishes you? Why? You're curious. You're going further. You're probing. You're investigating, which really is, you know, if if I take if I take Sonia and put her somewhere else, she's gonna come out just asking a whole lot of questions of everybody, try to figure out whatever why why everybody does what they do, which is really a good reason why people need storytellers and um, words. Uh, images and magic dot uh, com is a perfect place for you to land. I want to ask you one last question about the book with you and Maria Shriver. I have that book actually in my car. That was another book for my daughter as well. So tell me what you contributed for that book because I love that book too. Yeah, so those have um, uh, several sayings from everyone who attended the women's conference. So Maria Shriver used to be the first lady of of California and so she had for the i can't remember if it was four or eight years that she had that position uh 
but she had this major conference and because of who she was, um, she had all her celebrity friends come. So it was a really big conference and every, I was fortunate enough to present at, at one year at one of the conferences. And um, everyone who participated that year was asked to submit sayings to a book um, that could possibly be chosen. And so I think I submitted five and four of mine um, were, were accepted. And, um, and I can't remember any of them off, off the top of my head. But I can't remember the, the wording. Um, but it pretty much said, you know, if an opportunity shows up for you, you're ready. Mm-hmm. And I, that was one that, because it's one I've had to tell myself over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's sometimes really easy for us to, to doubt whether or not um, we're equipped for a, a particular position. And so um, what I like to tell myself now is if we're going to tell ourselves stories, and because we, we're always telling ourselves stories, mm-hmm. if we're going to be telling ourselves stories in our head, then we need to be telling stories that serve us instead yeah. of sto- stories that don't. I and love so, um, yes. That was amazing. I do. I, that was one of the things I didn't realize that. So it's so many different things that I've known you over the years. I've always admired your work, your work ethic, uh, the things that you do, your books. Um, and the books are, you know, with the publishing house, which is not easy to do. And let people know mm-hmm. that when you go through a publishing house, it's different than you self-publish. Not to not self-publishing, but self-publishing is like, I want a book. This is what we have to do, A, B, and C. Right. When you go through a publishing house, it can take a year or 18 months to come to yeah. market. Yeah. And, and, it's in, and they, they are investing in you to making sure that that book works. So they right. have already vetted you in terms of, making sure that you have a platform, making sure that the book is going to sell, they give you an advance, but the advance means that you have to earn it, earn it back. <laughs> That's right. That is so right. Yes. So it's, it's so many different layers about that, that people just don't understand that um, you've done that. You know, it's yeah. like, it's kind of like in your career, you've been there, done that for so many things. So what's next for uh, Sonia Aileen? Wow. Well, I'm really passionate about um, words, images, magic. So we're really working on that. We've developed a course. Um, so it's just really now about, you know, putting it to five week course um, that actually helps people walk through the whole process of how to develop your story and operationalize it. Um, and, you know, they get the manual as well to help them customize um, what they're doing. I have a, a another book in mind is called the five universal laws of success. Um, and it's about all the things that I've seen over my career, the most successful people, what it takes for people to be successful mm. that has, that has nothing to do with where you've come from, where you went to school, how much money you have, um, or, you know, what your, your educational level is. Um, uh, and, and again, a lot of it is my, my, my spiritual belief that, mm-hmm. um, Whatever we desire, uh, we can have. We just have to really get to, and particularly for um, people of color, we have to start believing that we deserve it, and that yeah. you know yeah. that, that whatever we want is um, we can access. And mm-hmm. I think when you can change your, you know, the the whole thing with the I kick ass at work, um, you know, I titled it that way because I wanted it to be a deliberate thought process about how mm-hmm. you go into work every day. And so when you say I kick ass at work, there's no doubt in that. There's no trepidation in that. You're going in there being really clear about how you're going to 
access your work and access um, the, the blessings of the work, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not, you're not just working to, to fulfill someone else's dream, you're working as well to fulfill your own. And so um, you have to be really clear about how you go into an office um, to be able to do that. And oh so um, the, the work that I would like to continue to do is to help people realize that, um, yes, you can. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things I just love, Sonia, that is that is so good. So words, images and magic with the course. Uh, she's got a book that's coming out, Five Universal Laws. I love that. I can't wait for that to come out and have you come back and talk about that as well, because you're on a journey. We're all on a spiritual journey. And one of the things is that we're just using our gifts in the world to be a light for others. And so I love that you're doing that. That's why I love having you on this show get out there and get known podcast uh it's been a long time coming but i think it was really really worth it uh it's everything is in divine timing right uh so that is so good and i want to just thank the people that jumped on on the side dr sujay there and cynthia and sierra as well that they jumped on our linkedin live as well so make sure that you check out the show notes i'm going to have show notes um, for this podcast as well. They'll be in, you'll, you'll be able to see it again and watch an iHeart, Apple, iTunes and all that kind of stuff. But um, click on the links below and we'll have all the things that we mentioned there as well. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much for Sonia thank Aileen. Thank you. <laughs> this has been good. All righty. So I will talk with you uh, later. I am Pam Perry, uh, Ready, Set, Go, Speak. That is our membership program. And you can always welcome to join there, especially if you are a speaker just starting out and really want to know, like, you know, in terms of like what sequence to do, what, when, in terms of marketing and PR, that is where you go and you start. So I'm Pam Perry and I'm out. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch. In order to be considered in media places or superstar stages, PamPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.